You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this year I'm joined by Marcus Hurley. Uh, so let's move into some of the TV shows that we've been watching uh, so far this year. Um, we've got to get the main one out of the way. The um, go on, the then. pandemic Pandora's box that is Tiger King. Oh yes, <laughs> we've got to get oh, that out yes. of the way. Tim, because yeah. the memes might still be just relevant when this goes out, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely a, it was a bit of a uh, <laughs> cultural phenomenon, really, wasn't it? Everyone it was, was just it stuck was like at a home cultural watching Tiger King. Because I was just watching this going, this happens, really, really, and then you're suddenly on side with this guy. It's like I've seen the meme where it's like. You know, episode one going, oh, this is a load of trash. And then uh, the next frame is episode three. Fucking Carol Baskin. <laughs> and you're yeah, sitting there yeah. looking like a redneck. But then that's literally what happens. And then you're just left going, this this world, this feels like an alternative Earth. There's no way that this can be real. But it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just, the thing is, yeah, with most of those true crime things... I just get a little bit bored of the um, of the procedural nature of it. Like, oh, um, does this key fit this lock and all that bollocks. Mm. And there is one episode that is a bit like that yeah. out of the seven. But really, um, there's so much more to this because <laughs> there is this whole world that they're setting up with this crazy character at the centre of it. And also a fairly colourful cast of supporting players. Yeah. It's almost and a bit like redneck game of thrones isn't it <laughs> yeah kind of because they have of their own little factions and don't they <laughs> yeah it's like and you call it a, it's like a song of ice and fire you call it a song of two husbands tigers and meth <laughs> yeah my god <laughs> but yeah i mean it actually got to a point shortly after you find out about a certain unfortunate event and i was like yeah we haven't seen much of this guy no like, doing the doing the uh yeah. talking head bit yeah uh, but anyway yeah I mean I mean to be honest right like if you haven't seen Tiger King yet then what what are you talking about like what is what is your situation why yeah. why would you be listening to this at all it's, it's what... kind of like uh, it, I think there there was a point where it was like you just have to watch this because yeah. everyone everyone was stuck at home on Zoom or house party yeah. or whatever, 
and and it was kind of just a thing that everyone was talking about. Yeah, and so. it was just ripples going around the world of everyone seeing this and going, "Have yeah. you seen this? This is the craziest thing. It's it's just insane." How, how? Yeah, I mean, we got we got asked about it. Even seeing people on Facebook talking about it, we were we were probably a little bit later to it than everyone else. And then we eventually watched it, and we got hooked. We we watched all of it in like I think two sittings, and by the time we'd done it, they'd done the special episode as well. So we yeah. watched that straight off at the end. Um, oh, I didn't bother watching that. I oh, heard it we was just trash. found it amusing because we just thought, okay, this is a documentary, but clearly it's been edited and everything else. So we just wanted to see what the people were really like when they're not in a filmed setting, kind of thing. You know, when people talk yeah, and stuff. Yeah, fair enough. So that's why that was interesting. And, and they were the same. <laughs> that's what was weird. They're exactly yeah. the same. It's like... Apparently the, apparently the team that made that are doing another uh, episode. And it's not it's not so much about Tiger King, but it's about Siegfried and Royd. Um, oh, Jesus. One of whom passed away recently. Yeah. Not because he got mauled by a tiger, but he did. Um, hmm. But he died of coronavirus recently. And um, uh, it's all to do with Siegfried and Royd, who were like these sort of uh, magicians. Like, well, they weren't really magicians. They were like sort of entertainers, weren't they? Magician yeah, entertainers. But, and But with live animals. Yeah, and they had a white tiger they, or something, didn't they? A snow, yeah, a white tiger, and they had to put it down. So Yeah, they, they've got like a little zoo at the back of the Mirage in Vegas. And I took Katie there, and we instantly felt a little bit wrong about it. I went there years ago. <laughs> But um, yeah, so they're doing this. Uh, they're doing like a sort of tangentially related okay. show based on that. Yeah, um, yeah. Like we went there. There was this panther that was just pacing around, God. like so pissed off. Like it, he would have fucking flew at anyone. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like so not so not cool. But um, yeah, they've got dolphins there as well, which seem to have a little bit more fun. But. I don't know. It's difficult to tell, isn't it? They're so well, that's smiley. The thing. Dolphins, though, are, are probably. I think they're like one of the most intelligent animals in the ocean, so they yeah. find a way to enjoy themselves. If they don't, they kind of like us, where you kind of go, "Fuck it, I'm stuck here. Might as well enjoy myself." Um, it's that sort yeah. of thing. They, they adapt. But anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah, Tiger King was as was uh, has been quite a hit. I, I I have to say, I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people just couldn't watch it because of what it was about, but yeah, it, but it doesn't really whole... dwell too. Yeah, it doesn't dwell too much on like the animal cruelty aspect of no. it. It's more, it's more just showing you how fucking mad it is. Yeah, like, but that's how the is this thing, really happening? The hypocrisy of it all as well. It's just that it doesn't need to say anything because you see it yourself. So it's like you know Carol Baskin, the whole thing about her husband and all that. When you watch it, you realise that's not the bit that you question. The bit that no. you question is the fact that she's got all of these animals in captivity herself. Yeah. But it's supposed to be a sanctuary. And you kind of go, well, what's the difference? They don't get released. She has an army of followers. And you kind of realise these people are on the same coin but different sides. And they both call him foul at each other, and it's all it's all weird. Like one of them's calling the other one out, and you're left there going, "But you're both kind of crazy in a weird way." One of you's obsessed with yeah. leopard print, <laughs> which you yeah. think will be counter to your beliefs. <laughs> um, yeah, and the other one's just 
mullet man from the year 2000. <laughs> it's it's yeah, just it's, absolutely mad. Yeah. Oh, and then the other guy was it Bangra Bangra Lati with his cult and his girls, and you're like, Jesus Christ, how? How? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's all coming back now. Actually, I was like getting sort yeah. of PTSD from it. It's just. <laughs> it's cool when a documentary has the amount of like peaks and valleys that uh, yeah most drama stuff does because we don't talk about a lot of uh, reality stuff. Often, no, really, no. But, but this uh, is so, this yeah. is almost disbelief reality. It's almost. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's that was. I think we need to we needed to get that out of the way so we can get on with more normal, normal things. That's now. it. <laughs> Definitely needed to be acknowledged. Um, so yeah, talking of that, then uh, I guess the next one that has to be mentioned is Gangs of London. Yeah. Have you have you done all this yet? I haven't done it all. I'm only. I'm ashamed to say I'm only two episodes in because oh, okay. it's so intense. Like we've just ended with him going up to the uh, Pikey place. Oh, right, yeah, and so they've just... Yeah, I was not expecting that outcome. I thought, oh, the episode's no. coming up to an end. I thought, the guy's going to be back there and he's going to do something to go off and try and find his kid or whatever. Oh, oh, oh my God, it's still going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we were talking oh, about like the way that uh, action has been done lately. This is insane. Nineteen seventeen and extraction. I've, but, I've never seen shotguns be so realistic. Yeah, like I did turn seen, to Suze and say, every time you've seen people with shotgun, you see a cloud of puff and a guy goes flying <laughs> and he's whole. That doesn't happen. <laughs> no. Have you seen? Have you seen the raid? Yes. Yeah, because this oh, is so. God, this the is, guy. The pl- the... This is Gareth Evans who directed the raid. Really, um, this he directed this, and um, he hasn't directed every single episode. Corin Hardy's done a bit of that. The guy who did yeah. uh, the 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 wit, not the witch, the nun. Okay, uh, he d- he directed uh, like most of the front half of the episodes, uh, and then another guy did like the back half. But Gareth Evans is still coming and done. Um, what matters? He directed episode. <laughs> he directed episode one and episode five, and also action sequences around, like throughout. I can see um, why because that that guy who worked for, I don't remember his name, but he's the guy from Harry Potter. He's the old English guy. Um, he's a black guy that came into the pub, and then when he just tore through that pub, and he had a dart on episode oh, yeah. one. He goes. He, I did have a dart. He goes. <laughs> he, he just tore through the pub absolutely yeah. ripped through it just and the fighting I was just there going because I've, I've you know I was just thinking this is this is brutal realistic combat this is not none of your clean spacing stuff this is there's an ashtray the ashtray's gone your head's on the floor <laughs> oh look there's a bar there's a wall there's a, and and then yeah. the second episode as well when he goes off to the kid the guys and as the guy turns up and he's got the cleaver. Oh yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a, a one-two punch. Um, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. There's quite a big plot to this, and there's some crazy moments. It, it, I think it, it probably peaks at, at episode five, okay. which is also directed by Ga- uh, Gareth Evans, and uh, yeah, they basically destroy a house in that. So See, that, I won't that's say the anymore. thing. Like, I imagine the. 
the violence and the action obviously would be very prevalent in the earlier episodes because yeah, it's, it's all about him loaded. exacting his vengeance and people going out and doing this and doing that and then the aftermath is sitting down and trying to take people out and regain control and whatever because it feels like that because he, he seems very much the touch paper's been lit at all costs he wants to find out who's done the deed Whereas afterwards it will be a case of okay the business is struggling or whatever and he has to sit down and become more of the gangster. That's why I'm expecting it and it sounds like that's the way that it would go. Um, yeah, well I'm not going to say too much, <laughs> cool. but it goes it goes to some interesting places. I think if there were to be no more episodes of this, I would yeah. be just as content as if they did a really good job doing more. Yeah. But they would really have to make, I think they would have, they're going to have to up their game on the writing stakes. Okay. And also, uh, Gareth Evans has to be involved because I'm not going to watch a show of this without Mm. that kind of a payoff. No. Because they've just raised the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If he's not involved, like they're fucked. They're utterly fucked. There's no show. There's no point. No. Because it's, it's it's the backbone of it. It's just yeah. I'm I'm pretty invested in the main character guy who I didn't realise was going to be the main character. No, until I watched I just... it. Um, yeah, he's cool, and the whole like I can't believe they got. Um, him. I can't believe that the gangster guy was Cole Meany. I'm like, wait, he's got work. Oh no. Yeah, he's a <laughs> he's a he's a good get. I mean, yeah. they can bring him back because he's just in flashbacks yeah. and stuff like. But it's um, so good whenever he turns up. It's like, oh, he's come a long way from Chief O'Brien in Deep Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he was the pilot in Die Hard Two in Tower Air that smacks into the oh, ground. Oh, he's been in loads of things. <laughs> yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's the uh, guy he's in, in Con Air as well, weren't he? With a kick-ass a Corvette. He was the, uh, he was the FBI agent. Do not remember that film very well. Yeah, he, he's got the uh, Corvette Stingray that. Um, John Cusack steals and it's sort of like hanging on flying out from the side of the car and it comes off and it just lands on the ground in front of him <laughs> I guess I need to watch that again <laughs> why not make it a uh, Nicolas Cage revival <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> yeah I'm tempted uh, there's quite a lot on Amazon that he's in um, so what's next then what should we talk about next well, I think we've uh, done that one um, I'm going to go with something that was really gritty actually because um, all the other stuff's quite lighter um, we watched Save Me, um, which was on oh, Now TV, yes. uh, Sky Atlantic. Um, Did you had you already watched the first series? We or? watched both. We so, hadn't watched oh, okay. any of them. We we saw the advert come up and we started watching it. And it's because I I, I struggled when I found that when I when I heard it was from the people who did like Line of Duty and stuff. I wasn't sure because I struggled with that and I I couldn't watch any more of it. I just stopped. Um, but this was this was brutally, horrifically grim, realistically gripping. Um, <laughs> the yeah. subject matter is just horrible. It's you know people trafficking and and paedophilia and all that sort of stuff, and it's not nice. And Lenny main, James, isn't it? Lenny yes, James, Lenny James he's, yeah. he's, he's he's like written and directed. Yeah, and he all he of is it. he is the anti. He is the not even the anti-hero. He's he's he would be a normal protag- um, antagonist in a film in a TV show. He would normally this character would normally be either the bad guy, 
who's got a ring of people around him and just laughs at you because he knows he's untouchable, or he would be the bad guy's right-hand man who laughs at you because he's involved in the criminal thing. He is scumbag <laughs> central. Like, you could not... There's none more scumbag than this guy. <laughs> right. And, and somehow, somehow, you root for him. Ah. Even though he is, like, complete scum of the earth. Um, yeah. And somehow he's the right person to get all this done. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, and normally when you say that, like the guy's a complete scumbag, you kind of go, "Yeah, but he's got some redeeming features." I don't think this guy really has any. <laughs> it's just no. he is what the person's story about. It's only because everyone else and the thing that happens is so, so, so much worse that he, <laughs> by default, becomes the good guy. <laughs> cool, um, but yeah, it is really gripping. Um, some of the things, some of the decisions as well. I've not seen like a British drama that's really got me like that without being over the top as well because it's really down to earth. It's in council blocks and everything and all the people and all go around the pub. I'm thinking this is like an R-rated EastEnders with none of the <laughs> fake cockneyness. It's just these are people, shit happens and all of the people there are just realistic people you could see on a street in London, in South, South London. Um, so, yeah, we watched both seasons of it. Second season, I wouldn't say was as strong as the first. Um, no. Because you, I think when you, on, on looking back, but the first season, damn, it was good. And the second season, yeah, it was definitely worth it. Cool. Uh, I think if you run out, if you run out, yeah, now TV or Sky Atlantic. Um, if you run out of things to watch, and you want something brutal <laughs> to get your teeth into. I say brutal yeah. because it's just it's just the subject matter is so grim, and some of the things that that are said that sit and make you think, and you just think, "Fuck, that's just horrible." But we just couldn't stop watching it, and we we just we were just doing episode after episode after episode. Cool. Well, uh, a film that I mainlined in a similar way, sorry, a show that I mainlined in a similar way, um, was Devs. Yeah. She's on uh, the iPlayer. Uh, they put all of this out uh, to watch at once, eight yeah. episodes, and basically involves this uh, talented young uh, programmer getting, uh, he works for a tech company and uh, he pitches this idea to do with determinism and stuff and then he gets to uh he gets invited into this like elite yeah uh sort of area of the business called devs and it's all a bit secretive and no one knows what they're up to yeah have you seen any of this i've seen the first episode of it it's weird um it's like i don't know it's like um sort of kubrick-esque in that, yeah, it's, in that you go in, so. when you do go into because the company and everything you kind of go. I don't know where this is going. And the moment he goes into that area, you're kind of like, "What the hell's going on? What is this place?" And it's like you just look at the code and you just sort it out. And it's like, "What am I doing? Yeah, I'm doing this." And then, and then what happens after that? And then all of the aftermath. And then his other half and the things, and then the story. And you're like, "Well, that." clearly didn't happen so what the hell's going on well she's on? the main character yeah basically. exactly he's the he is the the entrance into the story 
and she takes over. The guinea pig. Yeah. He's yeah. the uh, he's the prologue yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, so Nick Hoffman plays uh the, the, the main guy who runs this firm. He's uh, um isn't he Joe Joe from Parks Ron's, and Rec? Ron, Ron, he's Swanson. Ron Swanson. Yeah. 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 I, I thought he looked like him, but I was like, he looks too serious. Yeah, no, no, that's totally him. Um yeah, playing against type, I guess. Um <laughs> but but yeah, no, uh, there's, he's got a big tragedy going on and, uh, you know, that he's dealing with. And uh, there's, this is some really sort of high uh, concept sci-fi uh, from Alex Garland, who uh, his last thing that he did was Annihilation, which was similarly sort of uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He's done like lots of stuff. He, he did, he was, he's behind so many great things like... Um, uh, he did the Dread movie. Uh, Twenty eight days later, he wrote that and t- the Beach. I, like, I liked Annihilation. I thought it was good. I thought the concept yeah, yeah. of it and the way it was delivered. Um, yeah, there's I, a certain I, pace to this one. Yeah, I think like I said to you, bit... I was struggling with it, but I'm, I'm willing to give it the doubt. I think it was because it was late, and then we were watching it, and it was like I just don't have anything left in the tank really to give this the kind of thought process so I kind of understood what was going on but wasn't really sinking in properly so I'm, I'm yeah. going gonna to watch it and then sort of give it the time it needs yeah you've got to be in a certain mood for it um, but I, I just was I, I was really taken with it yeah. I just enjoyed the music and it, the visuals and everything and, and the ideas behind it as well I, I'm going to treat it as a kind of like crime whodunit sci-fi sort of scandinoir without being a scandinoir <laughs> yeah yeah in that yeah. sort of the, the pace of like a scandinoir like you need to just you need to just like chill and just you know enjoy sit down stop fussing and just enjoy it it comes That's to it. you I mean it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't go on too long either you know it's just it's like I think it's like six hours probably across the eight episodes so okay yeah, it's cool. cool, and it comes to a very satisfying conclusion as well. Nice. So it's it's one off. I can't imagine them making any more of it. But <laughs> yeah, it's cool that he was able to uh, explore the ideas and themes of this in that much time, yeah. and also have a good enough budget to have decent actors and decent effects. Um, I think we were yeah. freaked out by the uh, when they went to the place, and there was the giant child statue sticking out from the trees yeah we kind of looked over and we went like oh that's that's probably like some weird imagination shit that thing's real what the fuck why would you build that that sort of shit draws me in so much though because i'm just just like baffled i'm just like why would you build that it's just freaky imagine going to work and seeing a 50 foot child just sticking out from the tree line yeah Apparently, uh, it's a lot better than the latest season of Westworld. Oh, okay. I've yet to which I've yet yeah, to I start either. that. I went to rewatch the last episode of the last season, and it was eighty something minutes. And I went, "Oh my god!" Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember uh, what went on, and I know it does a recap, but it's not oh, quite yeah, as I having that same that. feeling. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, have you got anything else? Well. Why don't we skip on to things of a bizarre nature and step into 
the Twilight Zone. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was very taken with this. I loved I it. Love we an- loved it. I love anthology shows. Yeah, at the best of times because they, they were amazing. They were really good. Um, from well, it's the like start- Black Mirror. It's like Black Mirror. You know, you spend like the, the first sort of like there's the cold open, and you're sort of like, what's this one going to be about then? Yeah. And even after the cold open, once uh, Jordan Peele turns up and does yeah. his little voiceover bit, which is just cool as fuck, what yeah. a cool dude. Um, you know, um, you still don't really get the full measure of it. But the um, thing is, I, I've always known them to be kind of like um, cautionary tales. So it was yeah. like, what's the message in this one? What's And then it's like the plain one just, I was like, is he... He's 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 gonna cause it by going mental. Why don't you calm down, sir? It's just like the more insane he's becoming and following this thing, the more it's like don't you see he's causing the effect. He is the cause yeah, of yeah. the effect. Yeah, that's where you like you worry so much about a thing and you, you end cause, up yeah. causing your own downfall, yeah. That well that I, I think um when we got them in the UK they were they were out of order. That oh, was really? the very first one I watched, and I watched that yeah. on a plane. Oh dear! <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, actually, I was connected. I watched it at the airport because we had a long layover at um, LAX, and I watched that one, and I was like, "Oh god!" Yeah, so that's the thing. Does that mean that the the one where they break the fourth wall, where Jordan Peele is talking, and it's about the um, the author, and then he looks at yeah. and it's the end of the world? Was that meant to be the last one then? Because uh, I, I got the fe- I got the feeling that would have been a nice way to end it, simply because of the way that it breaks that fourth wall and then goes back through all of the episodes and i kind of thought the one, why... that, the one that uh was uh the first original pilot episode was the one with um the one with the comedian where he's uh, okay. writing the uh he's he keeps writing people out of his life and stuff. yeah it doesn't get a laugh until he, he talks about something he knows and then they get sacrificed yeah. to the comedy gods kind of thing yeah 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 <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, I am tempted to go back because I put something on Facebook and uh, one of my friends is, like, obsessed with the old <laughs> show. I don't know if I can go be bothered Yeah, to go no, back I remember, that, but... I can't remember the, but it's, he he pops up, doesn't he? Like a, like a, a version of him. He... Yeah. But I really thought that that should have been the way it ended. And I was a bit surprised when it went, there's another episode after that. Because I thought that was brilliant. Um, and you had the um, you had the shadow guy, the blurry guy, and then it was like he's in all of them. And it's like what? Because you're watching yeah, this I episode, ha- and it's like it's the it's the penultimate one. It's like the one before the last one. It's like, and you got the the girl who's the runner who's writing the script, and she's writing his intro, and John Peel just stops like part way through and goes, oh, that doesn't quite flow, and it breaks it, and then you realise you're on a set, <laughs> and then, and, then yeah. it, and then it carries on, and you kind of think. That's, that would have been awesome because the Twilight Zone becomes its own Twilight Zone and then it becomes yeah. a Twilight Zone episode and you're like... No, you're totally right. Uh, Blurry Man uh, in the original airing was the last episode. Ah, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> it was on Now TV, I watched it. It's all a bit out of order. But um, yeah, no, that, that was one of the strongest episodes I yeah. thought. It's only got 5.8 on IMDb, but... Uh, people, have been, people have been really harsh about it but I think yeah, they probably measured if it, if it ended the season I reckon it should have got more 
I, that yeah. that would make more sense, and then they, they end up going through the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I think I think people were a bit harsh, a bit down on this, but I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was great. Apparently, there are there are there, there's more. Good uh, on the twenty fifth of June. Oh, wicked! The second season. I'm looking forward which to that. Is good to know. Don't know when we'll get it in the UK though, because there was quite a long tail waiting for that. But I noticed it pop up on Now TV. It was actually on Sci Fi Channel, I think. Hmm. Yeah, um, it's so now, now TV, TV Sci Fi streamers. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Definitely worth checking out. Um, what have I got next? What have I got next? Um, uh, I suppose we should mention Star Trek Picard. I haven't seen that yet. Um, everyone's what? asked. I know. Well, it's it's Amazon. I haven't got Prime anymore. So oh. I've got to wait. Um, Holy I thought, fuck balls. I just assumed you watched that. I know. Me too. I should have. In fact, it makes no sense that I haven't. No, but, it makes literally no sense yeah, I know, at all. I know. Um, but I'm okay at the moment. I think I'm I'm leaving that for when my sanity starts to actually go from this whole being indoors too much thing. And then I go, oh, save me, Picard. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking well, forward to it. Well, it's really that. good. It's really good. I won't spoil it then. Mm. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a... Uh, there's definitely a few of the old guards show up throughout, which will... Uh, nice please you nicely um it's def it's got a theme of like uh you know artificial te- technology like artificial intelligence like there seems to be a bit of a everyone seems a bit down on that yeah. uh, the romulans are being very uh Romulan, and dagger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um and it catches you up just enough because i didn't really watch the next gen religiously mm. um but there's there's enough of a nod to sort of for the little nostalgia bit in me to kind of go, oh yeah, I remember, mm. I remember him. I remember. See, I, I, I was the same. I, I, I watched bits of the next gen and I kind of enjoyed it, and it was on like because I think I didn't really have Sky then when it was. I saw the first episode of the next gen on video actually. Um, All right, but um, it was a whole episode with Q, and I wasn't sold on it massively, being a fan of the original cast and the original films and then i kind of got into it later on in next gen and then when they had the films and then i went back and i started watching more of it um so i yeah i would still really enjoy this because i'm still a fan of the characters um i just loved how they they grew them up in that first movie not like generations like having diana troy being pissed as though she's a telepath and Riker drinking and smacking his face into the desk passing out <laughs> it's just it's just nice to see them unhinged a bit more and they kind of continued that with the films and i think it was like the first step into them growing up a bit more yeah yeah no i enjoy, I enjoyed picard they put it out weekly and uh yeah i it had it had a really satisfying ending for me mm. um as a casual trekkie certain issues may annoy you a bit more i know you're a bit more of a fan i don't know i'm getting more mellow these days um i've i really enjoyed discovery which seems to be the harbinger of doom for a lot of hardcore trekkies so but then i'm one of those weirdo ones that loves star trek and star wars equally um which seems to be I didn't realise that was an issue. You had to really have more than one or the other. I was a big <laughs> fan of Star Wars, Star Trek, and Babylon Five. 
So maybe I'm kind of like the Antichrist of sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> but who cares? I enjoyed them all equally. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm kind of feeling that it's a bit like the Logan of the X-Men films, where it's a bit, yeah, definitely. a bit more grown up and a bit more slower pace and doing its own message. Yeah. And it's like the end, the prologue, no, the um, epilogue, sort of like to next gen. Yeah, the, the sort of structure of it is uh, there's basically three episodes of uh, the establishing the situation and him assembling his ragtag bag, uh, band of miscreants to somehow shamble across to sort <laughs> something out, uh, across the galaxy to sort, sort something out. And then there's like a few sort of like pretty oddball one-off episodic episodes in mm-hmm. the middle of it. Maybe and just to keep quite, it Star Trek like landing, yeah, the landing where it's party all just episodes, him, kind of. Yeah, with him frolicking about with an eye patch, looking a bit weird for some convoluted reason. <laughs> and then uh, there's like the last sort of three or four. It's kind of back on track with the main storyline. Okay. So uh, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's I, I really enjoyed it, but it's definitely not standard Star Trek in any yeah. way, shape, or I, I kind form of, that I remember. I kind of feel like Star Next Gen was really good, and if it kind of had something like the way that Discovery was done, some of the storylines were amazing. Like the fact that the fact that he was taken, it was like they dared to take the main captain, the Borg, and turned him into like their main chief person, and he oh, started. Yeah. Right, I know nothing about that yet, oh. but they definitely, definitely reference that. Yeah, that's that's the, one of his biggest. Um, it's like he's like Batman when he's got all these demons, and that is one of his biggest demons that's carried on throughout the films and stuff. The fact that he murdered yeah. some of his own, well, lesser known crew or whatever, and just turned on everyone and stuff, and was Lucretius of Borg or something like that. And they they do yeah, reference that and. That's what started Deep Space Nine as well. The first episode of yeah. Deep Space Nine um, is them surviving that attack, and he loses his um, his wife, I think, in it. So oh. it's, it's 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 so that's why the main captain of that hates Picard because it starts from that attack, and he's escaping with his kid, and his wife just yeah. is, she's just killed. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, ma- I, it's mad. It's, you could kind of think like. Star Trek, if it was written in the way that Discovery was and given the budget now, but the passion of back then, it would be amazing. It would just go on forever and ever and ever. Um, but it was just one of those points where they were pushing the technology as best they could at the time. Just trying to think when Next Gen was on, you know. Oh, like, God, it was so I'm long trying ago. to think the point in my life why I didn't follow it. Like. It, 1987 it started so yeah. yeah that's about that would i would have been quite impressionable then but it might i was te- i would have been eight so and it went on for yeah so we're talking about my sort of teenage years i wouldn't have had the attention span for that shit <laughs> would i yeah no it's, it's only because my best mate is quite massively geeky you know i yeah. remember going around to his place and he's building a a scale model of the uh, Enterprise from the films with lights and yeah. sound and I'm thinking that's really cool <laughs> even now I'm kind of like a big fan of the old films I still go back to watch Rafa Khan and think bloody hell this is still good now um, yeah even with the weird 70s gear 80s gear that they're wearing 
Yeah, I mean, it still holds a place in my heart. I, I get very emotional about it, but I think it's just it's just that sort of touch yeah. point, you know, just exactly. that very. Well, it's it's um, yeah. Whether you're whether it has that stamp um, early on, and it's that linchpin, isn't it? Because then everything you watch goes back to that and builds yeah. on it, and that's what people don't get with like Star Wars and stuff. And they go, "It's just Star Wars," but it's not just Star Wars because it's cool because they're trying to make it cool now. It's that impression it first made and all of that that's yeah. built up over the years and you've got that in you as part of you and I think that's that's the thing that a lot of people don't get with yeah. um, shows and stuff it's more than just nostalgia and rose tinted glasses because it, it helped it helped you to get through a big part of your life definitely hmm. uh, so have you got anything else you wanted to mention um, uh, let's see do, 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 do. I've got one more Sure, go and for it. And you're going to like this one. I'm not okay with this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched that. <laughs> that was great. That was amazing. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I thought, it's more from the people who brought you the end of the fucking world. And I yeah. was up with that. I was sold from the start. I thought, yay, people that did that, I'd watch more of it. Because that was quite fun and quirky. Did not expect that. I didn't that. realise it was going to be a bit of a superhero. Yes, I didn't either. That took me by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> We literally did a double take. It's one of those moments where you, you turn and look at each other and go, like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the more it grew, quite, the more it happened. And <laughs> It's quite nicely restrained, though, until yes. a final payoff at the end, which yeah. I literally stood up, stood up and whooped <laughs> when that happened. I was like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. And you realise <laughs> the scale and you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's based on a graphic novel, I think. Yeah, and do you want to hear something even weirder? What's that? I don't know if I told you this at the time, but it's set in the same world. As? End of the fucking world. Is it? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. I know. I mean, I found that little tidbit out, I went, ooh. <laughs> how did you, how is it? Um, how is I, was, it uh... I was reading, after I'd watched it, I was reading up on it. Um, I can't remember the article. I did find an article, and I, I I can't remember if this is the bit I remember wrong. I think it happens in the same week, even. Oh right! I mean, they're safely distanced. Yeah, though, one's like, in the UK, one's in yeah, one's in America, and that would explain why it feels like because the end of the world is like the cars and stuff seem a bit old. Yeah. Um, in the UK, it's kind of like I think they're slightly eighties or something like that. And the cars in 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 this seem a bit older as well. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah. I was a bit like, yeah, it's got that kind of retro. Yeah, yeah they both set in the eight. They're both set in the eighties. I right? think so. Well, eighties, yeah. early nineties, maybe. Um, by the looks of it, or it might just be people who've got shit cars where they are <laughs> just haven't upgraded. Right. But I yeah, doubt yeah. by now. I doubt you'd still be driving around in like an Austin Metro or whatever it was. Shit. Austin Allegro. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm curious now. It's I mean, they were both great series on their own. You know, one dealing with a kid's am I a psychopath, am I not? And then this one's dealing with am I it's am I, you know, my, my rage issues and it's very much teenage angst and issues going on. But the way that they do it in both, it's so intriguing. And now because it's all part of one world, I'm curious as to where 
the next season of discos as well and if they do anything else you know is it going to be a swedish version or a norwegian version or something <laughs> god knows a girl with a dragon tattoo who literally has a fucking dragon or something like that <laughs> just <laughs> i like i like the format though i like yeah. the sort of eight 20 minute episodes it's yeah. probably it's not much longer than watching a movie sort of approach yeah it's um, really good it's very easily consumable and uh, all of the things that happen are like they're really intense but only within that tiny micro world of what's going on yeah yeah um, apart from the payoff <laughs> well yeah <laughs> Jesus. yeah do you know yeah. if they're making any more of that um i can't remember but i'm glad i told because i told you about it and i recommended it to you i think i messaged you and said watch it um and you were like really and i was like yep by these guys and yeah, it's it, was not, a, it was a while ago we saw it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's not uh, been announced or anything. But it's two of the, it's basically two of the kids from it, isn't it? Yes, it's the girl and um, guy played Stan. Yes, whose character in this is also called Stan, I think. Just in case you weren't sure, Stanley Barber. Yeah, that's the kid. That's the guy. Yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, yeah, I hope they make more, um, but I'm just fine with how it was. I've got uh, just a couple of little things I wanted to mention. Oh, yeah, uh, The Outsider, that was quite good. I don't know if you saw any of that. No, um, is that the Stephen King? Yeah. Thing? I've heard so that's good. Basically, to... like, uh, this kid gets brutally murdered and the guy accused of doing it is in two places at once. And um, sort of, you know, soon becomes kind of obvious that there's like a bit of a doppelganger thing going on. But there's like this, the way that it um, uh, possesses or copies these people is quite grim. But it's kind of shot like one of these slow burn HBO detective shows. Okay. And And it's actually three episodes in before the best character in the show enters it, who's played by uh, Cynthia Erivo. And she's like a bit of a kind of, not medium, but someone who's sort of a bit sensitive to stuff and sees things in a different way. Um, And I quite like how as soon as it starts to go a little bit supernatural, everyone's like, what the fuck? Really? You're having a joke. You think it's like the bogeyman? But in a kind of similar way to uh, a lot of Stephen King stuff like it, you know. Yeah. It becomes like a little uh, little uh, group of people that are like out there trying to take this thing on. And uh, yeah, it gets quite violent in places and it's quite creepy. But it is a very slow burn. I, I kind of regret not waiting for it to stack up and binging it, to be okay. honest. Because I think people who have done that have have thought a lot more highly of it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, if yeah, you look at the low episodes, kind of, they just flow through to the next better one and stuff. Yeah, well, it's kind of it's kind of like you put it on for an hour and you're like, this is not really going to go anywhere Like that's going to really be that satisfying. And then I've got to wait another week. Hmm. So I sort of started watching it because 
I think it was at the start of the year, and I just I basically cleared out so much shit that I was watching. I didn't really have much to watch, so I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll start this then. And uh, before I knew it, I had shitloads to watch, and I was still watching this, so... But, um, yeah, no, it's good. I, 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 I think it's worth a look, definitely, uh, if you want a cool, sort of, solid, well-done drama. Yeah, there's some really good people in it. Uh, ben Mendelsohn. Uh, what's his face? Uh, the guy from Ozark, he's in it for a bit. I think he might have even directed some of it. Jason Bateman, that's it. Yeah, he he's in it, he's in it at, at the start. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's the only thing I wanted to talk about at length. Um, yeah, latest seasons of High Maintenance and Better Call Saul and Curb Your Enthusiasm are also very good and will, are currently somewhere in my top ten. But yeah, those are, those are definitely the most notable shows worth talking about, I think, of the year so far. Um, the TV's still coming thick and fast and will be. I think, I think there's probably going to be a point where um, uh, things are going to start slowing down slightly. Yeah. Um, but apparently Netflix have said they're good till the end of the year. Um, after that basically there's either going to be a shortage of stuff or just people making cartoons pretty much yeah I think so (laughs) or they'll figure out a way or they'll adapt that Mandalorian technology so that they can shoot uh, one person at a time (laughs) true with no digitise them in yeah yeah um, speaking of animated things um, have you seen season 3 of Altered Carbon I've not seen that yet Season three. Is it season three? No, season two. Sorry. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I thought it was very slight compared to the okay. first season. Um, there's also like a weird animated offshoot I saw on Netflix as well. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah. Yeah. Any really? Any relevance? Have you actually watched it? No, what? not yet. No, I've just seen uh, it pop up. Like I just. It's basically like side story. Yeah, it's side story. Uh, different sleeve he's in uh, sort of like the animatrix <laughs> yeah it's like uh altered carbon goes to uh yakuza town okay fair enough but it's it's pretty cool though there's some yeah. wicked animation in it and action sequences it's like an hour hour and 20 or something oh, so i whacked it on because yeah it's like a one-off it's like a movie yeah. Sort of oh, nice. Okay, I might sit down and watch that at some point. But yeah, no, yeah, I found the article um, going back to the end of the world. I found the article in there. It was one of those sort of crappy ones, pop buzz. So I don't know whether how it was any credibility to it. But it's both shows are created by Jonathan Entz, Entwistle. Entwistle. Yeah. Um He made the decision to set them in the same fictional timeline. So apparently, there is. It's set within the first week, the first season one of the end of the fucking world, because uh, there's apparently there's like an Easter egg where you get news of the two teens from the UK running away, and um, you oh. get the headlines come up in there. Um, so it's one of those kind of like it's background, um, and there's also a nod to the acronym in the end of the fucking world on Sid's notepad, which is clearing her desk. But, oh, okay. however, the comic for both of them is done by the same guy. 
Oh, right, okay. Um, and the end of the fucking world has not been renewed for another season because the person who made it said that they're quite happy leaving it with two seasons. So I don't know if it is going to carry on or whether this is uh, sort of like the spiritual successor to that in a weird way. I think um, they're pretty. I think they're pretty played out. To be yeah, honest. they're pretty I'm, separate I'm stories. Exactly. Um, yeah. uh, another weird thing was that this. The end. Um, I'm not okay with this. Was was commissioned for eight episodes, but only seven were made. Oh, okay. So I don't know whether they're going to do one more big finale and then do it as a kind of like sensate movie, a feature length wrap up for it or something. Who knows? What? So it'd be half an hour long instead of 20 minutes <laughs> it'd be 20 25 minutes long it's hardly <laughs> worth it really yeah i don't know anyway, if, they, if they do I, it like a full-on thing though that might be quite interesting like an entire season true. in one episode yeah maybe sort of like serenity which was season two of firefly where it's just they just piled everything they they had to tell in the story into the movie yeah, I don't know if they're really that big to justify something like that. Yeah, true. Um, anyway, yeah, I think that'll do it, man. Cool. Uh, cool. I'm. I think. I think we've banged on long enough and yeah. covered pretty much everything. So. Uh, I want to watch the yeah. color of color out of space now. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty wicked. Um, Produced by Elijah Wood as well. Holy crap. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he's really into his horror. There's there's a whole podcast he does. He's done like a weird film I've seen on Netflix or something, and I've not watched it yet. Where he he's got like mummy issues or something like that, and he's just looks creepy. <laughs> he did. I think he had something to do with the, the greasy strangler, which I've just heard is very unpleasant. Oh God, <laughs> sounds unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really really nasty. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not sure when we'll be back. Uh, I know we left it a long time here, but um, obviously the TV is still coming thick and fast. But, you know, I'm not going to be talking about everything I've watched. I'm, I'm, no. I think I really will. I mean, I'm, I'm, almost de- like, I'm almost down to watching Westworld now because uh, <laughs> I've run out of everything that was I've, I've been finishing off um, Legion. That's what I've been oh, watching God, during the day. I can't. It started oh, getting better season. and then it slowed down again. I'm on the third season. The end of the second season was brilliant. I thought, oh God, it's finally kicking off now. Because he, he's got all these personalities in his head. And it was like they trapped, they, they thought they were going to trap the Shadow King. He thought, okay, it's all happened and he was going to he was gonna execute him and the trial was going to happen. And then they trapped David instead. And they're like, you're not a good guy. And he's like protesting, protesting, protesting. And he goes... You had your chance. Fuck it. And he just starts like going, and then just goes into God mode and teleports out. And I'm like, oh my God, he snaps now. And then the episode after that, it all slowed down and went weird again. I'm like, dudes, just give us what we want. (laughs) I don't know if I bothered watching season two. I found it all a bit up its own ass, to be honest. It's all all the way up there. In fact, it's popped out in the other end as another head. That's how far it's. Thing is, I like what the guy did on Fargo. Yeah, I've loved all of every season of that, but I think it, it is. It's it, just too are, much. There, there. It needed. It's only. I think it's only about a season and a half long, but padded with so much seventies mental groovy bullshit, 
and wanting to make the music videos and stuff. There is a really cool bit where he goes to battle um, the Shadow King and he starts singing behind Blue Eyes as he's floating towards him and they're like and they kind of like do this psychic battle that's like these animated beasts in the in the sky just fighting each other sort of like a queen video whilst they're singing a version of behind blue eyes (laughs) and which was cool but I'm like everything else just takes it away it's not worth sitting through it all so I'm just I'm just plodding through to the end so like during the day I've got my headphones on while I'm doing the washing up or the laundry or something and then I'm yeah it's just I'm yeah. surprised you went for that I thought that might be a bit too avant- avant-garde yeah I, I ditched it because I was sick of its shit to be honest but I thought yeah. just in case it got any good I wanted to give it a chance because it does mention Professor X a lot more now and it it goes back into like the childhood and stuff like that uh-huh. and it's really annoying because I'm like it's getting close to it it's like it wants to do it and it runs up and then the moment it gets near it gets scared and runs away and it's just like oh for fuck's sake grow some balls (laughs) be an expert (laughs) thanks for listening to the not watching podcast part of the not listening podcast network where you can also find the not playing podcast where we talk about video games and the not listening podcast where you can hear adam and co talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense You can email us at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk and if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Take care and stay safe. Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC.